0: When people show you who they are, believe them. What are some other lessons we can learn from bad experiences with people? Welcome to Limitless. Welcome to the Limitless Podcast. I put this together because I believe you are limitless. And I also believe that the biggest limits we all face are the ones we create in our own minds, our doubts, our fears, the things we give into, our self-talk. I want to help you break through those self-imposed limits. Today, we have some lessons from an experience I went through and I looked at it retrospectively, what could I learn from it? Also want to remind you that last episode, we talked about the turning point. At any time in your life, you can create a turning point. If you look back in your life, there were turning points Do you need a turning point, an inflection point to grow? Check that out. And upcoming, we've got a number of great episodes. I was asked to put together a series of personal development topics. And the benefit for everyone listening to Limitless, which thank you very much for listening. The benefit is all of those topics can be used here. Dealing with stress, getting better sleep, dealing with change, dealing with difficult people, gratitude. Getting past your limiting beliefs, using different techniques to grow your subconscious mind and tap into your subconscious. So you can look forward to all of these topics throughout the month of July. Today, before we get started, I want to remind you that I'm very proud of my new book. It's called Hiking the Timberline Trail, a story of an epic American backpacking trip full of great lessons. Even if you're not a hiker, I think you'll really enjoy it. And here's the cool thing I think I'm most proud of. There's three ways to get this book. You can get it on Kindle. You can get it paperback, both of those available on Amazon. And then the Audible version available on Audible or Amazon took me a long time to learn how to edit the audio. It's a completely new animal. It was a great experience to record it, to edit it, to read a book that I wrote. Check it out if you like the soothing sounds of Alex to read the book to you. I think you'll really enjoy it, or maybe the outdoorsman in your life, outdoors lady, outdoors person in your life. Or I think it's great for anybody because it's just packed with some fun lessons. It's also a fairly short book. Check it out at amazon.com. Also, if you'd like a personalized copy of the book, it's available at etsy.com, E-T-S-Y.com. Just type in my name or type in Hiking the Timberline Trail into Etsy into their little search. It'll take you right to the book. Let's get started. Today, we're talking about lessons from dealing with a difficult situation and difficult people. I'll give you the background. I take a number of supplements every day. I'm a big believer in nutritional supplements. I'm also a big believer you can't out-supplement a bad diet. So, nutrition is very important in your life. Make sure you're getting fruits and vegetables critical, protein critical, good carbs critical, carbs are not the devil, carbs feed your brain and your brain needs food. I take a number of supplements throughout the day. One of them is called alpha lipoic acid. I take it for a number of reasons, but I have a routine every morning. That is, I eat a very, very tiny breakfast, just 30 to 50 calories in order to take these vitamins and minerals and supplements. And I set them out on the counter right in front of me. And then I take them as I set them out. One, two. Well, this day, I happened to have to change the water on our water machine. It was located in the garage, the extra water I brought it in. I left one of the pills out of alpha lipoic acid. And one of my cats, who I love, got a hold of it and ate it. Well, a lot of times supplements for dogs and cats, even though it's a bigger dose, they're safe. This one, however, is toxic, especially in the dose that the cat ate. And and vomiting must be induced within an hour or else kidney and liver failure could occur, and it will have side effects. This was very early in the morning, before 7 a.m., panic-stricken. I got a hold of my wife and said, who's in the house, we got to take this cat to the emergency room, the vet emergency room. Packed her in a carrier and headed to the first emergency room, which is about 10 minutes away. 24 hours on the door, 24 hours on their website. They were closed. Nobody in sight. Not out of business. Just closed, even though the big sign says 24 hours. So, we go to the next one, which is about 10 minutes away. They were closed. However, after knocking on the door, someone answered and said, we're closed. I said, well, you're 24 hours. We don't have a doctor here 24 hours. We can't help you. So, we called another vet that was open, but far away. They recommended a couple other hospitals. We finally found an emergency room hospital, a vet, urgent care emergency. Walking in the four employees at the desk, as soon as we walked in, all put their heads down, working very hard not to make eye contact so they didn't have to help us. Now, I've heard about this phenomenon that goes on right now where people hate their jobs. It's hard to hire employees, hard to keep employees and the apathy of workers is out there. But I've always believed if you have a job, even a job that you hate, number one, if you hate your job, you should go somewhere else. There's a lot of opportunity. Number two, if you're in a job, even if you hate it, you shouldn't treat people poorly. These people were working so hard at not working. they were working harder at not working. that if they just did their jobs, they'd be fine. I finally had to say, hello, we need some help. And then they acted like it was an act of God to get out of their chair and come help us. Fast forward, we got the cat back, explained to the assistant what was going on. Time goes by. The people that dealt with us were callous at best. I would describe them as cold. It is not fun in healthcare, whether it's for people or animals, to deal with somebody with very poor bedside manners. You ever had a doctor that was callous or cold or didn't answer your questions or blew you off? I went through a a series of headaches and migraines last year after I got my second dose of the COVID vaccine. And I was affirmed that my migraines, which were happening twice a day, were because of the vaccine. And one of the neurologists I saw said, just completely blew me off when I said, I think it has something to do with the vaccine. I think it's just a side effect. He said, that's impossible. And talked down to me and acted like I was stupid. Turns out many, many people have had side effects from the vaccine at various stages. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But I had a good friend say, hey, I got headaches after my second dose and they lasted 90 days. At the 90-day mark, they went away. My point is we've all dealt with somebody in the healthcare industry when we're very vulnerable and we need help. We've all dealt with somebody who's callous or cold. It is unnerving. This was unnerving. Knowing a loved one, if you have a pet, if you've had pets, you know you love them. And particularly, I was feeling guilty. I left the pill out, the cat got it. Hours go by. We're not getting updates. Finally, the assistant comes out and says, the doctor will be coming out to talk to you shortly. The doctor came by and said, the assistant will be coming out to talk to you shortly. We're like, no, no. She said you would be. He says, oh, that's not right. Give me 10 minutes. An hour goes by. We're there forever. Finally, we get called back in a room where the supposed doctor explains that they induced vomiting, but they couldn't find the pill. They wanted to keep her overnight. It was a long, long sales pitch. It was slimy. It was gross. I had a dentist like this decades ago. All they cared about was money. They had a finance department within the dentistry office. It was a chop shop. It was like the service advisor at a slimy auto dealership just trying to make a bunch of money. That's what this was. It was gross. And maybe the right thing to do was let the pet stay overnight. They wanted to keep the pet for two days. And all I could think of was astronomical cost. Luckily, my wife put her foot down and said, no, we're just going to take the cat home. And then they started lecturing us and talking down to, well, you, the cat might die. This, is, this could be fatal. And you're responsible for that. We're not responsible. And we understood and if the cat's going to die, we'd rather have her die in our arms than at some cold vet's office. Drove home. Kept the cat comfortable. Cat had no visible signs of distress other than having to spend three hours at this emergency room with callous people. We get home and I do a little search. So I had seen the cat stop chewing and run away from me and then just stop and I couldn't find the pill. You know, I thought maybe she spit it out, but it looked like she swallowed it. She ate it. And that's when we had to go to the emergency room. Well, upon further research after we got home in the bottom of the sink under a wire dish drainer, almost hidden from view, unless you were right on top of it, was the pill. It was chewed, but not eaten. So she had spit it out. It had gone under the dish drainer and she couldn't get back to it. And I didn't notice that. Several, several hundred dollars later, an expensive lesson. And a tiring emotional episode that was made worse, much worse by having to deal with difficult people who didn't need to be difficult. And I understand they're in a tough spot. Any type of emergency room care, whether it's people or animals, is tough. It's stressful. And you're dealing with people who are upset and hurting. It's got to be hard. But it's not an excuse to treat people poorly. And I was just completely spent. And here we were, I don't even think it was 10 a.m. yet in the day, and I was gone. I sat back later that day. Thought about the lessons from this experience. I want to share these with you because maybe they'll help you in a tough time when you're dealing with difficult people. Or if you're dealing with somebody who's vulnerable, so we don't become one of those difficult people. It's hard to look in the mirror and says we might say we might be part of the problem sometimes. But we are. We can be. And we need to be at our best, especially when others are at their worst, because it's easily contagious. Misery loves company, stress loves company, panic loves company but that limits us. So what did I learn from this experience? Got seven things. One, trust your instinct. Trust your gut. I knew the second we walked into that emergency room, we should just wait till our regular vet opened. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I didn't act on it. My friends, we've got a God-given intuition and gut. Most of the time it's right. You know, when that spidey sense is going off, trust it. Number two, remember that stress creates haste, waste, panic, panic and mistakes. All of these things limit us. You are not best at your best when you're stressed, when you're in a panic, when you're going too fast. Even if it's stressful, even if it's urgent, slow down for a second. There are times we can't, but I could have been more thorough, number one, in the morning and finding that pill. and This whole situation would have been avoided. Even if I didn't find it, I would have taken a little more time and thought through the situation, I would have found a better vet office. How you handle stress will define you, it'll limit you, or it'll help you grow and propel you forward. Number three lesson, when people show you who they are, believe them. This goes for the workplace, your personal life, romantic relationships, business relationships, vets, doctors, everybody. We see who they are. And we try to talk ourselves out of it. They're going to be okay. They're just stressed. We make excuses for them. When people show you who they are, believe them. Number four, remember body language is 80% or more of communication. As this doctor was lecturing us and giving us a sales pitch, trying to get thousands of thousands of thousands of dollars, which is just gross. I watched these people milk literally tens of thousands of dollars out of people through scare tactics and sales tactics, telling people their dog might die. Telling them it's going to cost $12,000. Having a finance department. Look, there are times when people want to spend that kind of money. I understand. It's a a loved one. Then there are times where people are evil. And these people were evil. And their body language, I've become somewhat of a communication expert when it comes to body language and speaking and watching it. But I think we all are. I think we're all good at it if we want to be. Remember, body language is 80% of communication. When the body language is off, read it and believe it. The number five lesson I learned, keywords are key. Keywords set you off. Keywords in the internet world, in searches are really important. What you type into Google to find what you're looking for is important. When this gal, doctor, I asked this overnight stay, keeping the pet for 48 hours, what would that cost? Immediately, her body language, number one, she took a step back. Oh, oh, she said, I, I have no idea. I'm not in the finance department. That right there were the key words. And they lit up some PTSD, so to speak, for me of dealing with the dentist in the past. I had a traumatic dental incident, an injury that required dental care immediately. And the dentist I went to was terrible and they milked thousands of dollars on me. They ended up getting sued and I was part of a class action lawsuit and they paid all my insurance expenses. They were bad. This gal had that written all over. She should not be working in healthcare pets anywhere. Keywords are key. Remember that. When they set you off, recognize them. The number six lesson, apologize when you're wrong and atone for your misgiving. And I felt so bad. cost me a lot of money to have this experience. I felt bad for taking a lot of my wife's time. And I felt bad for our pet, our little cat. And I apologized to her profusely and held her and bought her a lot of expensive canned food that I've been feeding her for the last few days and spending extra time doing the things she loves. We all make mistakes, forgive easily. When it comes to us, look in the mirror, apologize when you're wrong, atone for your misgiving. We're all wrong, admit it sometimes. And the number seven lesson I learned from this fun experience, be grateful and appreciate what you have. There is glory and greatness in every single day, even in the mundane. And as I sat in that waiting room of the emergency, a couple times the assistant came out to us and talked to us like the cat might die to the point where I had to ask, is the cat alive? Okay. And she said, oh yeah, the cat's doing fine, but they're trained there to give you doom and gloom. And I thought about this cat and how bad I felt, but I was very grateful when we got her back And the next few days when she was fine. I was very appreciative that she was good and better. Appreciate what you have, the people in your life, the things in your life that you have. It could be gone tomorrow. My family's going through a difficult time now of loss, losing two loved ones within three days. Be grateful. Appreciate who you have, what you have, the glory of today. And a little bonus lesson I've learned through this grief that my family is going through. Someone's going through a hard time, especially loss of a loved one or a pet. It's not what you say. So many times, at least for me, what do you say? What's the right thing to say? You don't need to say anything. Just be there. Just be there. What people will remember is who is there for them. What they'll also remember who wasn't there for them. And many times when someone's going through a hard time, a difficult time, loss of a loved one, grief, we avoid them. We don't want to say the wrong thing Maybe it's just best to leave them alone and not be there. It's not. Those aren't the right things to do. The right thing to do is just be there for them. That's all you have to do. Hey, I'm here for you. If I can do anything to help, they'll always remember that. And they'll always remember the people that didn't show up for them. Even if you meant well. I've been on both sides of that. All right, my friends, there's some tough lessons. Hope one of these will help you today. Take some stock and inventory in your life. What limits you might be placing and how you can treat people and how you can be the best version of yourself. There's always a better you inside you. Good news is the cat's good. My family's happy and healthy. And although they're going through grief, this too will pass. My friends, we limit ourselves so much. When we catch the things that limit us, we'll be the best version of ourselves. You know what you'll be? You will be absolutely limitless.